0: And it shall not return unto me void But it will accomplish the thing for wherein I sent it So he's sending your word, his word to you today So that we can grow more into the likeness of Christ and so we can go to a new level This is New Levels November, amen? amen. We're going to new levels How you ready to go to a new level? Amen. I'm ready to go spiritually, mentally, emotionally Anywhere that I need to go I need to step up, I'm ready to go, right? Amen. We have to always be ready to cooperate with the Holy Spirit Come on, say, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me amen. Because he has anointed me to hear and apply his word. I'm about to know better so that I may do better, have better, and be better. I am becoming everything God has destined me to be. I am becoming everything the devil fears I'll be. I'm becoming everything the haters say I could never be. So after today, I will never be the same in Jesus' name. Come on, shout it in real loud. Yes. Come on. It's not somebody high five and say, new letters. All right. Open up your note sheet. Let me just point out that your note sheet, you know, has the scriptures that we're studying for this week. It's got the, you know, the points that I wanted to drive home to you or the Holy Spirit wanted to drive home. This makes a great study guide. Terry came to me last Sunday, and she said, Pastor Seller, she said, I got my study guide out. She said, I started to use it all week to just study. But what did you say, CSL Tell Rosa. I, I felt like it wasn't until I spoke. You know, we sit here and just, you know, read it. Yeah. But if you get it each day and, and just speak it just as, you know, say the verses, it's a Yeah. And the, and the points, when you say the points, you know, it's, um. It's awesome because you're you're speaking forth God's word, and you're you, when you speak His word, it's creative power. You know? Yeah. Death and life is in the power of your tongue, so this becomes a, an opportunity for you to 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 speak it all week long. It's not just on Sunday. It's the gift that keeps on giving, right? All right, praise the Lord. Here we go, y'all. Ready? So today it is incredible breakthrough, and we're in New Levels November. This is lesson number two of New Levels November. If you haven't been on the prayer call. Um, you ought to get on the prayer call. If you look on the back of your note sheet, there's a little place there that says if you text the text XLR8 to the number 97,000, then you'll be on the prayer call list, and we'll send you out the link every single day so you can join us on that prayer call. It's wonderful. Even if you can only be on for a few minutes, it's just such a great way to start your day in prayer and agreeing together for what we're doing together as a church, right? Yeah. All right. Okay, so here we are. Number one, we're looking at new levels. God wants us to ever be stretching into a new level, to ever be pressing towards the mark of the high calling of God. Look what it says. Number one, God is always calling us upward to new levels of living. So your first blank, number one, is upward. God is always calling us upward. You know, even when we mess up, the Spirit of God does not come to condemn Even when we make a mistake, I mean, really mess up. God doesn't come to condemn, but he comes to convict. And when he convicts, he always points his back up to God. He always says, hey, go running back to him. Amen? So even when we mess up, he's calling us upward. Okay, so you learned a lesson. Anytime you make a mistake, it's a learning experience. Right? You learn something about yourself you didn't know before. And the mercy of God is so great. It's so good. His (laughs) tender mercies, his loving kindness is never going to fail. So you can just, you know, be certain that even if you stumble and fall, God's right there to lift you up. Amen. Amen. So he's always calling us upward to new levels of living. This is what Paul said. This is our foundational text for the month. Philippians three thirteen through 14. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward. In one translation, it's called the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So Paul is saying, you know, I I hadn't gotten there yet. to him. from me. And let me hunger after you Lord God. And it's kind of like when you drink, start drinking water, I can't stand drinking water. But I know I need to drink water. And once you start drinking water, I've gotten on workout regimen before where I had to drink like so many things of water a day. I felt, I felt like a fish. But once you start drinking water, the more you want water. See, the more you start feasting on the word, the more you the more word you want, the more you get used to being in his presence, the more you want that presence, the more you want the atmosphere to be filled with his, with his holy presence. You know, you want, the more you begin to hear your, hear his voice, God, I've got to hear you today. Yes. So you got to cultivate a hunger and a thirst because to the degree that I will hunger and thirst for him, he promises that he'll fill us. Yeah, yes. Hallelujah. So God, increased my hunger. Yes. So I might go to another level in you. Yes, Ooh, that's good preaching this morning. Number two, Jesus has laid hold of us for a reason, a purpose, and a destiny. If you back up to verse 12, it says, so he's laid hold of us for a reason. See, he didn't just lay hold of me for no reason. He put some stuff in me. There's a reason that he, that he recruited me. You didn't choose me, but I chose you. Come on, he went through a lot of people and said, you. He chose you for a reason, for a purpose, and for a destiny. He put some stuff in you that we need, that needs to be stirred up. Yes, some yes. stuff in you that needs to be matured and grown up. Why? So you can turn around and, and give what you have to another person. I'm so glad that the gospel was here and people were being good caretakers of the gospel when I came into the kingdom. I'm so grateful. Now we are caretakers and stewards of the gospel. Yes, we are. For this generation. That's a big calling. Uh-huh. It's a big, it's a big responsibility. It's good. So that we are good stewards over what we've received. That we turn around and hand it off to this millennial generation. God's gonna make us experts at re- reaching these this people of this day and age. They'll say, well, people ain't like they used to be. They're not. But God put something in us because he, he chose us to be born in this season. Yeah. So he's always going to be mightier. He's always going to be stronger. He's always going to be the good, big, powerful God that he's always been. So he put us here to show forth who he is. It's in you. It's, it's for a reason. It's for a season. It's for a purpose. It's for a destiny. Look at, at verse 12. He says, not that I've already attained or I'm already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. So he laid hold of me for me to lay hold of something. Yes, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good stuff right there this morning. We could go home. We could drop the mic and go on home. But let's, let's just stay on. Number three, he transforms our lives from glory to glory as we cooperate with the Holy Spirit. The convicting power of the Holy Spirit is a very precious thing in your life. Don't ignore it. It's very precious because, you know, he'll fool with you. And then if you don't respond, he'll let up. How many of you know you've got to keep taking a test until you pass it? Come on. Come on, Pastor. Until patience is perfected. Come on, Lord. We have to keep getting tested. And I was like getting pop tested patience. I'm like, God, why? <laughs> I'm so much more patient than I ever used to be. <laughs> Because there's another level. Another uh-huh. level, well, I've got to see where you're at. Every now and then, I've got to just show you where you're at. that it's so not to show God. He knows where we are. It's to show you where you are. Oh, glory to God. Yeah. But as we cooperate with the Holy Spirit, he takes us from glory to glory to glory to glory. Second Corinthians 3.18. And all of us, as with unveiled face, because. This is real good. the because. Look, this tells us how. This tells us how we go from glory to glory. Because. We continue to behold in the word of God as in a mirror. Looking into the word is like looking in a mirror. You see where you are. The glory of the Lord are constantly being transfigured into his very own image. In ever increasing splendor and from one degree of glory to another. And look where does this come from? It comes from the Lord who is the spirit. Hallelujah. So they continue to behold where? In the word of God. In the word of God. That's why you've got to get in firm foundation. If you've not gone to firm foundation yet with Pastor Carolyn on Sunday mornings at 930? 930-ish. <laughs> at 930-ish. If you haven't been in firm foundation, you need to get in firm foundation. Not, even if you're serving already, you need to get in. We're going to make it a requirement for serving um. Uh, not many days from now, <laughs> but we've designed these classes to take you to another level in life in just three months to give you a solid, firm foundation in the word in just three months. If you go to every class and don't miss for three months in a row, 90 days, you will pop out the other side, not recognizing yourself. Right. You will go to another level. It, it causes you to become a doer of the word. And, you know, this is not a church. that's just going to let you come in and feel good. Your church ought to challenge you I want you to feel good I want you to be encouraged But I want you to be challenged I want you to know how to be equipped I want you to know how to put your armor on when you leave this place And I want you to know how to be empowered To go out and live the kind of life that God wants you to live And it starts with that foundation You build your house, your life on this foundational truth That we put together in these 12 classes You'll be able to stand through any storm You will be a witness for Jesus People will look at your life and say That's how I want my life to be Amen. So if you want to do what? Get in what? Firm Foundation. Firm Foundation when? ASAP. <laughs> what day? At what time? Saturday. Sundays at I'm Ish. Where do we meet you, Pastor Carolyn? Back there in the in the garage sale area. <laughs> okay, with the cricket chair. With the black, <laughs> <laughs> with the black chair. Why do y'all messing with my black cricket chair? <laughs> Pastor Carolyn said, you need to let that chair go, Pastor, let it go. It was at my studio. I have, a, I have an attachment. To, you know, we get an attachment to stuff. Makes me my mom and baby chair to the studio. So, y'all yeah, leave me alone. <clears throat> so anyway, we're here to encourage, equip, and empower. And so those classes will help you do that, to be a doer of the word. James 1.22 says, but be what? A doer. Be doers of the word and not... Here only you go to another level Because many times you've been coming to church for a long time And all you've been doing is hearing and not applying it When you leave When you become a doer of the word That's when your life begins to change It says you deceive yourselves Verse 23 For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer He's like a man observing his natural face in a mirror For he observes himself and goes away And immediately forgets what kind of man he was But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty And continues in it And is not a forgetful hearer But a doer of uh, work. Whoa. That means God is working on us. Amen. It's a doer of the work. It's not just working on ourselves, but it's working to serve. You know, it's called, uh, Jesus said, I got to be about my father's business. The father's business. He was in the temple teaching. So there's some stuff in you that pertains to the body of Christ and serving in church. So you've got to be a doer of the work. This will be blessed with what he does. You see, once you begin to serve in church, you begin to give of your time, your talent. Give of your time and your talent. Your life goes to another level. There's a grace that comes on your life when you're a faithful servant of God. Amen. When you serve him faithfully in the body of Christ where he has set you, it is, your life goes to another level. Praise God. I know I'm preaching good. Okay. Being a doer of the work. It's a work to allow the Holy Spirit to change you. All right. Number two, let's look at new levels through gratefulness. We talked a little bit about it last week and this is, this is Thanksgiving month. We thinking about being grateful. Amen. Amen. Thinking about giving God thanks. So let's look at the definition for great gratefulness or being appreciative. Appreciation goes a long way. And that's just one of the first things your mama will slap you over and teach you. What, What do you say? What do you say? Say thank you. Anybody get in trouble for not saying thank you? You, We learned early on, you better say thank you. That's just manners, to be appreciative, to, to acknowledge someone who's done something for you. So grateful and appreciative, appreciative of benefits received, expressing gratitude, warmly or deeply appreciative, recognize the full worth of. That's what being grateful is all about, recognizing the worth of what someone's done for you. Um, value, respect, it's respect to be grateful, treasure, yes. to think highly and much of. Yes. So number one, my next level starts in my attitude. We talked about that last week, but let's just yes. on that again. Let's just touch it. My next level starts in my attitude. Third John 2, beloved, I pray that you may what? Prosper, Prosper in all things, that includes my attitude, and be in health just as your soul prospers. So our soul has to be prospering, and that's where my attitude is located, in my soul. In my soul. See, I'm made up of three components. I am a spirit. I have a soul, and I live in a body. So I am a spirit. That's who I really am. I have a soul, and I live in this body while I'm on the earth. We were created three parts. God is three parts. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We are three parts, spirit, soul, and body. So as we, to the degree that we prosper in our soul area, we'll prosper in every other area of our life. So our soul area is where our attitude is at. So your soul, look what your soul is. That's the definition of your soul. Did I put it on your note sheet? It's your mind, your will. You see, it's your will. It might be the will of God, but you still have the right to choose. That's where your soul is. So your, your will is in your soul, your intellect, your imagination, your emotions, your logic and your attitude. That's all part of your soul. So you've got to um, prosper in these in these areas, so that the rest of your life can prosper. Look at First Thessalonians five twenty three. He says, "Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. May your whole what spirit, soul, and body. See, there's my three components. I've got to get lined up, all three of them. Amen. Get them all three lined up and prospering." says, may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Many people say, my soul is the part that lives forever. But see, your soul and your spirit are connected together. Mm -hmm. Your personality goes with you to heaven. Mm -hmm. Who you are. It goes with you to heaven. It's connected. It's like your soul is to your spirit what your brain is to your body. Is that an example? So what your brain is to your body, your soul is to your spirit. So it's, it's connected forever. So your attitude takes you a long way or your attitude can just shut you off from that next level. You ever been around somebody who's just so negative? Everything they say is negative. It's easy to get into a habit of being negative. Real easy. So you have to just kind of check yourself. And if you get around it, have you ever noticed how when you get around another negative person, they can't it's kinda like they want you to agree with them. And then pretty soon the next thing you know you catch yourself being negative and just kinda just to kind of go along to get along. So you gotta watch that. You gotta watch that you don't fall into negativity with other people, and you gotta watch that you haven't gotten into a habit of pointing out what's negative. Well, can you please point out something positive? That's what I like to do when somebody's being negative. I'll say, "Well, you know," and I'll think of something positive to kind of cover it with. Leave it like that, and then people once they see that you're a positive person, even when something terrible happens, happens, I'll be like, "That's awesome." Like, you know, when you drop your phone down on the side of your seat, you know, it's going to take you half the day to bend down and you got to do gymnastics to get down. I'm like, look, my phone just fell down there. That's just awesome. That's awesome. We get a chance to do some yoga, right, Cliff? You know, you got to find a, put a positive spin on it, right? Amen. So that's what we do. We have to begin to kind of turn that thing around. Number two, my attitude affects my altitude. My attitude affects my altitude. And we talked about that last week in a plane. The, ad- the attitude of the plane is the which direction the nose of the plane is facing. If it's going down, what, what, what direction is the plane going? If, if the nose of the aircraft is pointed up, which way is the aircraft going? Going up. So what do we want to do? If the same thing pertains to our altitude in life or what level we're going to go to. We want to get our attitude what? Up. Up. So I mean, first thing in the morning, check your attitude. Yeah. All right. You know, and you can get into a, a bad attitude because you've got a headache. And no, then the whole day is long because you got a headache. No, I'm not gonna get it. Lose my attitude over a headache. Amen. Amen. Focus up. Amen. 1 Thessalonians five sixteen says, "Rejoice when." Oh, oh. Would y'all put a circle around always right quick? Because tomorrow when you stub your toe, or tomorrow when there's a lot of traffic, come on. come on, Lord, thank you for this traffic. Thank you for this pop test impatience. Thank you, Lord, for these slow people. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, I had a hard time this morning at Starbucks. It was the slowest, the slowest barista. And I felt myself just kind of going, because Murray said, I'm just going to get in the car. He said, I'm going to go start the car. I know what he was doing. He was just getting away from my negativity, because I was like, this girl is the slowest But How'd she get this job? Don't you have to be fast to do this job? We've been in here 15 minutes. We're going to have to, man, how much longer is it going to be? We're going to have to leave without our coffee. She's like, oh, you're next. And she went like, <laughs> patience. I want to know. in you know. the <laughs> <laughs> She was so super So I'm like, oh, Jesus. Another Patience podcast. I must not be perfected there, but rejoice. It is the most amazing book. You've got to get it and read it. You can order it on Amazon, The Hiding Place. It's about a Dutch family who hid Jews in their walls during World War II, during the Holocaust. They, they got caught hiding Jews, and they arrested the whole family and sent them to the concentration camp, too. So here's a little excerpt from her book. Look, this, this is where she was. This is the exact place where they were. Just keep that picture right there like it is. Because those spaces are people who, who live there in the concentration camp. Wow. And Corrie ten Boom and her sister, Betsy, were there in this concentration camp. Let me read this to you. Among other horrors, they realized that this barrack was completely infested with fleas. Wow. So this is Corrie ten Boom. She said, fleas, I cried. Betsy, the place is swarming with them. How can we live in such a place? And Betsy says, show us, show us how. It was said, so matter-of-factly, it took me a second to realize she was praying. More and more, the distinction between prayer and the rest of life seemed to be vanishing for Betsy. Corey, she said excitedly, he's given us the answer before we ask, as as he always does in the Bible this morning. Where was it? Read that part again. I glanced down the long, dim aisle to make sure no guard was in sight, then drew the Bible from its pouch. They carried a Bible into concentration camp tied on a string around her neck so that the Bible could hang across the string in the back like this, you know, like you hang a book over something. Mm-hmm. She, she hung it like that, and, and they didn't check them. All right. She was able to sneak a Bible into the concentration camp. She said, no guard was in sight, and she drew the Bible from its pouch. It was in First Thessalonians. I said, here it is. Comfort the frightened, help the weak, be patient with everyone. See that none of you repays evil for evil. That's not a message you need to hear in a concentration camp. But always seek to do good to one another and to all. It seemed written expressly to Ravensbrook. That's the name of the concentration camp, Ravensbrook. Go on, said Betsy. That wasn't all. Oh, yes. To one another and to all. Rejoice always. Pray constantly. Give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. She said, that's it, Corey. That's the answer. Give thanks in all circumstances. That's what we can do. We can start right now to thank God for every single thing about this new barracks. I stared at her, then around, uh, then around me at the dark, foul, aired room. Such as, I said, such as being assigned here together. I bit my lip. Oh yes, Lord Jesus. They could have been separated. Such as what you're holding in your hands. I looked down at the Bible. Yes, thank you, dear Lord, that there was no inspection when we entered here. Mm. Thank you for all the women here in this room who'll meet you in these pages. Glory. Yes, yes, said Betsy. Thank you for the very crowd in here. Since we're packed so close, that means many more will hear. Yes. She looked at me expectantly. Corey, she pleaded. Oh, all right. Thank you for the jam, crammed, stuffed, packed, suffocating crowds. <laughs> thank you, Betsy went on serenely. For the fleas and for, she said the fleas? This was, now this is just too much. <laughs> Betsy, there's no way even God can make me grateful for a flea. Give thanks in all circumstances, she quoted. It doesn't say in pleasant circumstances. Fleas are part of this place where God has put us. Yes. And so we stood between piers of bumps mm-hmm. and gave thanks for fleas. But this time I was sure Betsy was wrong. But as you you keep reading in the story, they realize one reason why they can thank God for the fleas because the guards would come in and beat them, and the guards wouldn't even step across the threshold because of the fleas. So they can thank God for the fleas that they didn't get beat up. Wow, (laughs) wow! Number two, when we choose to give thanks to God in all circumstances, we reap the benefits of God's blessings. How many of you know the the word says, forget not all his benefits? He's got benefits. When we have a grateful attitude, there are benefits. Psalm 50, verse 14 says, Offer to God thanksgiving and pay your vows to the Most High. Call upon me in the day of trouble. I'll deliver you and you shall glorify me. Verse 23 says, He who sacrifices thank offerings honors me, and he prepares the way so that I may show him the salvation of God. Wait a minute. If you read too fast, you'll, you'll lose it. Look what it says there. He, whenever we give thank offerings, when we offer God thanks from our heart, you prepare the way so that God can show you his salvation, his power. Yeah. And you prepare the way for God's power to come in and change your situation. Psalm 103, 1 through 5. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and forget not all his Who forgives all your iniquities or your sins. There's not one thing you can commit as a sin that God won't forgive when you have a repentant heart. Who heals all your diseases? How many? That means there's not one that's out of God's reach. Who redeems your life from destruction. Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Praise God. This next blank is peace that passes understanding. When I have a, a grateful heart and I decide not to be anxious and I decide to be grateful and thanking God for what I do have. You know, we as the people have a way of getting amnesia. We forget the, the level that we used to be on. May we never forget the pit that God drug us out of. Amen. That he pulled us out on and set us on our way with him. How we used to be blind. Don't forget what that blindness felt like. What it felt like to be spiritually blind and not know Him and not know His Word. May we never forget. But see, we have a tendency to get it, to get in on His goodness and forget. Mm. That God's the one that pulled us out of that peace that passes understanding. Philippians 4 6 says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with what? Thanksgiving. With yeah. thanksgiving. Let your requests be known, be made known to God. Be, be made known to God. And the peace of God, yes. which surpasses All understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. So the Bible is full of people who gave thanks and praised God even in difficult situations. Let's look at some examples of gratefulness and we'll go home. Number one is Daniel. Daniel finds out that it's a crime to pray, punishable by death. Not just any death, but death in the lion's den. Could you imagine being torn to bits by lions? We like to watch that. What's that show we watch there? Um, P.D.? PD? No. no yeah. Live P Live And they that these people were, were in a car chase uh last night, and there was three of them, and two went that way, and the girl went this way, and the guy he got the dog, and he goes, he says, You better stand up tell me where you are. I'm gonna let my dog go. You don't want this dog to come after you. Well, sure enough, she didn't race up. He let the dog go and oh it was terrible. She goes, you could you imagine, you could just hear her screaming and imagine that dog yes. grabbing like, it. It hurts when a dog bites you. you just, just imagine down. what it'd be like. You know that the lion's den, you're gonna get thrown in the lion's den if you pray and give thanks to God. Yeah. What did Daniel do? Praise Daniel 610. Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home and in his upper room with his windows open towards Jerusalem, yeah. he knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed and did what? Gave thanks thanks before his God, as was his custom since early days. So he, he gave, he gave thanks to God anyhow. And so when he went in that lion's den, what happened? He, when he went in that lion's den, those lions got a lockjaw. An angel came in and told those lions, "Uh -uh." (laughs) uh-uh. I don't know if the lion, if the angel fed the lions or what, Uh but Daniel was okay. Yeah. And then even the king came over in the morning and said, Daniel, he said, don't worry, can am all right?
1: I'm just yeah. up with these lions in here. Are we okay?
0: You don't worry. Open the door. I'm all right. Praise God. So it, it, Daniel's gratefulness paved the way for him to see the salvation of God. Yeah. Without that grateful heart, you don't know what God keeps you from. All right. Come on, but he causes you to be protected. Protection is part of the salvation that he yeah. shows us. And then number two, Jesus. Jesus is an example of gratefulness. He had a crowd of 5,000 men. Just men, 5,000, plus women and children. So there could have been at least 10, could have been 15,000 people there. The disciples were hungry. All these people were hungry. They've been following Jesus all day. Everybody's hungry. And the disciples had found a little boy. We had five loaves and two fish. Between the 12 of us, we could make a little something out of that for the 12 of us, but you know, you can't eat from all these people. You know, we on, got, man, that. got us taken care Thank of. Them. Jesus, why not you send these people on home state and get them something to eat, you know, bless their hearts. We don't want, you know, just send them on somewhere. He said, you get it. because Jesus knew they identified some food for themselves. He said, you can give them something to eat. Well, Lord, we don't have anything. They knew they had the first thing. Well, we ain't got nothing. We ain't got nothing to give them. He so, well, we... There's this boy over here who's got five loaves of two fish. Jesus said, bring it to me. It okay. doesn't look like enough, but bring it to me. Come on. Bring it to me. So the disciples were horrified. Jesus is about to take take their lunch and give it to the five thousand. Surely there wouldn't be enough for them, right? On, They're horrified. Oh, dang, you know the mouth was just watering for some fish and a piece of bread. Mm-hmm. But Jesus does something amazing. He gave thanks for the little bit that they had. Yes, Lord. Yes, Amen. Lord. Do you hear me today? Yes, praise God. Give thanks for what you do have. Yes.
1: And that makes
0: way for the salvation of God to come in and multiply yes. what you need. Amen. John 6, 11, and Jesus took the loaves, and when he had... When he had what? When he had given thanks, he distributed them to the disciples and the disciples to those sitting down. And likewise of the fish, as much as they wanted, they took up 12 basketfuls of leftovers. Jesus said, see, none of it's wasted. 12 basketfuls, why? 12 disciples, each one of them had plenty. Each one of them had a basket full of bread and fish. Praise God. Number three, an example of gratefulness is Job. In one fail swoop, in one day, all his children were killed in a freak accident. Now, Joe used to pray for his kids every day just in case there was any kind of unrighteousness on him. He would get up and pray, oh God, in case there's anything my kids do that's wrong. I pray that you cover them, that you protect them. He would get up and pray. Then he was living in fear. He was living in fear. He said, that thing that I feared the most has come, on, come now, upon me. He word. was in fear yes. rather than being in faith. Come on. So all his children were killed in one day. Yes. Then everything he had, all his camels and all his, his, he had plenty of herds. All that was stolen in one day. And then another freak accident happened. All of his property, all of his property was destroyed. His house was destroyed. So what does Job do? What do we do when we lose everything? We feel like we've lost it all. I can't imagine losing just one child, but losing all of your children in one day. Here's what Job did. Job 121, naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I shall return there. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Whoa. Now, we know God didn't do it, but when you go back and read the first part of the story, Satan came asking. God said, go ahead, because I know what I put in it. Huh. I know what I put in him. He's not going to curse me. Even his wife said, are you still holding on to your integrity? Why don't you just curse God and, and die? She said, he said, girl, shut up. You sound like a foolish child. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I would never. He said, you know, we accept good from God. Shall we not also accept adversity? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm. Job 42.10. Here's the latter part of Job's life. It says, God restored his fortune. And then doubled it. God blessed Job's later life even more than his earlier life. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So if you keep a grateful heart, Mm -hmm. even when you lose, Mm -hmm. your grateful heart makes a way for the salvation of God to restore double in your life. Do I like that I went through something? Not really. But I'm going to go through with grace. Amen. amen. I'm going to go through with grace, and your ladder will be greater. Amen. The rest of your life will be the best in your life. You'll have more in the end, double in Jesus' name. Yeah, the best yeah, is man. yet to come. Yeah. I agree with you. I receive that. Come on. amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let it be done. All right, number four example is Paul and Silas. Now, what did Paul and Silas do to deserve to get themselves in trouble? There was a slave girl that was following along uh, behind them who was full of the spirit of divination. You know, don't be watching that Long Island Medium and these shows where people, you know, the Bible says have nothing to do with those kinds of spirits that you be not defiled by them. Don't be watching Long Island Medium. Don't be looking at your horrible scope. Any of that stuff, that is that is not who you are. Even yeah. no matter what your birthday is, you've been born again. Amen? Born I've been born yeah. again to the image and likeness of Christ Jesus. Glory yeah. to God. I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live yet not I, but Christ yeah. now lives in me. So anybody ask me what my sign is, I'm like, what sign? What you talking about? Well, when were you born? Which birth? Come <laughs> on. Ah. Amen. Come yeah, on. I've been born again. Yeah. Come on. Um, my son, Jesus. Yes. That's my son. So look, don't be, don't be, don't be, you know, don't have anything do. Don't be watching those shows where they talk about talking to the dead and that kind of stuff. Don't let that into the atmosphere of your home. It's demonic. You're like, but they're so right on. Yes, because they're talking to demons. Demons are real. They know what's going on with your life. So don't, don't, don't watch that stuff. I'm setting somebody free today. Don't be watching that stuff. Because why? You open a door and the devil has a legal right to come into your house and jack up your family. Amen. So Paul and Silas, what have they done? They cast the devil out of a woman who was following along a spirit of divination. Same thing as Long Island Medium. She cute as she can be. I like her. Can't help but like her. She's, she's cute. She's funny. I like, I like to hear her talk or whatever, but but that's demonic. All right. It's demonic. you got to turn it off. So this girl might have been just awesome. But she had a spirit of divination. And Paul got it, it greatly annoyed. He turned around and said, come out of her in Jesus' name. Yeah. So the demon came out of her. So now she can't do her divination no more. And the, the ones who owned her said, you ruined our business. Come on, come on. And so they turned Paul and Silas in. And Paul and Silas got in trouble. They, they got arrested. They stripped them naked. They beat him with many strikes with rods. Anybody no. got, got spanked when you were young with a rod? Mm. You should have been spanked. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he, a, he never had a spanking. I never spanked I rushed him one time. But I didn't <laughs> spank him. No, but beat him with many rods. Many rods. You, you know how when you get people it, it, it stings and it hurts, and it, you know they're strikes. They laid many strikes on him. Stripped him naked. Threw him in the inner prison. And put their feet in stocks. So now think about it. It's cold. Come on, you're naked, your feet are in stocks. You can't even move your feet. You're cold, you're hurting, you're bleeding. Come on. And Paul and Silas started to do something that changed their captivity to freedom. Look what it says, Acts 16, 25. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. They were what? Praying and singing hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. See, when you're going through something, people are watching you. Your life is a testimony to the power of God. When they see you smiling anyhow, when they see you going through it and you're praising God anyhow, when they see you're finding something in all things, find a reason to rejoice, find a reason to thank Him, they see you acting that way, it causes people to be thirsty for what you have. I don't know what you're on, but I want some. Amen. Since they were singing hymns to God and the prisoners were listening to them, suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were loose. See, their praise made a way for the salvation of God to come and deliver them from their situation. They didn't run out of the prison and the jailer got saved. Not only the jailer, the Philippian jailer got saved, but his whole family. God saved and baptized before Paul. He washed their stripes for him. He said, what do I need to do to be saved? Mm -hmm. They got him saved right there. See, it's about so much more than just us. Mm -hmm. Come on, y'all. Being grateful, showing forth who God is in our lives. It's about more than just you and me. It's about more than I'm not just trying to get grown so I can say I'm grown. It's so other people can see. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. That's what it's about. Hallelujah. So being grateful makes me full of great. Grateful makes me full of great. Hallelujah. Now there's something else I want to talk to you about really quick. And that is a prophetic word that's gone forth. And that prophetic word is about distractions in this time from the kingdom agenda of souls. There's a move of God. Bishop Hilliard shared this, this word with us, and I shared it on the prayer call. But some of you may not have been on the prayer call, so I want y'all to listen to so them. Put your, put your papers up. I know y'all folding your paper. Fold your paper. Go gonna get them folded. Get them folded. Put them up. Because I want you to hear what I've got to say here. Because this is a prophetic word. And the Bible says, believe the prophets and you'll prosper. It also says over in Amos that God does nothing without letting his prophets know what he's doing. Amen. So this is an opportunity for you to hear what God was doing in this hour, in this season. Y'all ready? Yeah. Got to see y'all. I need your eyeballs. I want to know y'all are really into listening. Amen. All right. There's a move of God taking place now that if you're distracted, you'll miss it. You know, Mary and Martha. Martha, Martha was distracted with much serving. With many things. In fact, Jesus said, Martha, Martha, you're distracted by many things. We have to make sure that we're not distracted, especially in this holiday season, but we have to be aware of distractions from the harvest, but we've got to take this prophetic word very seriously. Here's the prophetic word. Because of much prayer, there's been a brooding of the Holy Spirit over the lost that has awakened them to desire a relationship with God. We've been doing a lot of praying on our prayer call for the lost. We pray for them every single morning. So we've been, we've been praying over them, and the, and, and the Spirit of God is saying that there's been a brooding of the Holy Spirit over the lost that's awakened them to a desire to have a relationship with Him. So God says it's going to be easy pickings right now. All right. If you'll invite people to come to church, if you'll share your testimony with them, people are ready, or the fish are ready to jump in the boat. You hear me talking to you? So God is saying, invite, invite, invite. For some, it will be their last chance. That'll tighten us up right there. God says, sound, alarm, sound the alarm. Stay seeking the lost, conscious, taking it seriously. Remember, he didn't choose, we didn't choose him, but he chose us and appointed us that we should go and bear fruit and that our fruit should remain. So right now, people's hearts are tender to know God. And so you invite them to come, and they're going to respond favorably to your voice. Amen? So invite, invite, invite. So I made um, some cards. So I had some. For those of you, uh, Miss Irma jacked me up in front of a lot of people. She said, Pastor, she hopped in her uniform on her way to work, and she said, Pastor, uh, I need some cards. Where's the cards? So I can invite people to church. I said, well, I don't, I don't have any. Right now she said, why not? <laughs> Like, I'll get some when (laughs) Uh, by tomorrow. Okay, what time? (laughs) So I had some cards made. Remember, I took y'all's picture. So uh, put the picture back up. Do you have it, Mm -hmm. sis? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I, I had some business cards made that have the church address. Um, the phone number that's actually my cell phone number so I'll answer if somebody calls and then I used a few of the pictures that I took of y'all on the back don't worry if your picture didn't show up on there this is not the only set of cards we're going to make we're going to put uh, more pictures on the sign on one side of the sign there'll be some of you and on the other side there'll be some others we might use you on you know on a brochure don't worry your picture will not be wasted your picture will be used I will make sure all my babies are on something amen don't you worry Alright, I just uh, grabbed, I wanted them to be like a fair representation of who our church is, amen, so that's why um, I chose the ones that were already cut out and were kind of first in line, so I have, I have cards, if y'all want to um, stop on your way out and grab some, so that you're equipped to invite people to church, people will be sensitive, amen, amen. All right, well, let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Father, we thank you for this word that's gone forth today. We thank you it's fallen on the good ground of our heart. We declare that we'll bear a hundredfold return on this, that, Lord, will be sensitive to your spirit, that we'll choose to have an attitude of gratitude, Lord, which will pave the way for your salvation to take place in our life. God, in every area that we need it, it makes a way for you to work. So, Lord, give us a grateful heart. Cause us to see the way you see, Lord God. So, Lord, we give you praise and thanks for it in Jesus' name. Now, Maybe you're here today with your heads bowed and your eyes closed. Maybe you'd say, Pastor Allen, I'm not right with God. Not right with God, but I want to be right with God. You know, I've I've been sort of on the outside looking in, and I know that I need to pray and ask God to to be the Lord of my life again. I need to kind of get things situated and straight and get my life together with Him. Well, I'm just going to lead you in a simple prayer. If that's you, you need your life to, to be back on track with God. I'm just going to lead you in a simple prayer. And as you pray that prayer, God hears. And the Bible says that all of heaven rejoices over just one sinner or one person who turns back to him. All right, let me lead you in this prayer now. If that's you. Just say this with me. Say, Father, I confess to you that I lead you in my life. I have messed up on purpose. And sometimes I'm sure I just didn't know. But I'm sorry for sinning against you. I believe you sent Jesus. To pay the price for my sins. When he died on that cross, he died for me. So I thank you. And I receive Jesus now and the free gift of salvation. Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. Jesus, take the wheel. You're in charge. I'm trusting you alone to save me. Teach me. Guide me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, I need you to just simply fill out the the connection card in your welcome packet, and on the back there's a place where you can put a big check mark that says, "Yes, I choose Jesus as the Lord of my life." So just fill that out and drop it in the offering basket. we are going to receive the offering in just a moment, and I'll be sure to you get your card. I just now apologize that I just now got the cards from last week. Jack promised he'll make sure I get the cards before I leave on Sunday, so um, I just he just discovered the cards and brought them to you this morning.